0: Welcome! to a locked on titans special event. I have for you today an extra episode in the feed going over my personal mock draft. And in today's Locked On Titans podcast, I did go over some of the highlights, but today I also want to give you the books on tape version of my mock draft. So I have my mock draft all uh, all done, all, you know, plotted out, typed out, everything ready to go. So I just want to go through each pick one by one with you guys and read you guys the analysis that I have. So like I said, a books on tape special edition of the Locked On Titans podcast going over my personal 2020 NFL mock draft. So let's get it. With the first pick, In the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU. Tiger Joe, Joe Exotic, Cat Daddy Joe. The nicknames are almost as good as the player. Burrow just had maybe the most historic rise ever seen by a prospect, like ever. The Bengals were a consistent playoff contender only five years ago, but that window has closed. The fans are as restless as ever with interest waning. Mike Brown hits the jackpot with a local kid who, deservedly so, will energize this team and fan base. Any mock not putting Burrow at one is just a thirst trap. With the second pick, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, edge rusher, Ohio State. Again, this is not time to get cute, for this mock or the Redskins brass. Young is a generational talent, so I don't care that they drafted Montez Sweat last year and still have a productive vet, Ryan Kerrigan. You don't pass up a talent like Young, and you don't bail on Haskins for an injury risk like Tua. Easy pick. With the third pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. At first, I had this as Derek Brown, but I just can't see the Lions passing up on a better prospect. Side note, if they do take Brown here, I'll cry. Okuda is the best corner prospect to come out of college in a long time. Even Jalen Ramsey wasn't considered this highly touted due to not being a full-time corner in college. This just makes too much sense to ignore even if the Lions added Desmond Trufant. He isn't a lateral move from Darius Slay. With the fourth pick, the New York Giants select Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle Alabama. Wills is a guaranteed stud at right tackle and could potentially slide over to the left. Wills is the cleanest prospect of all the top tackles and the most safe pick possible. The Gettosaurus will be baffled by all the tech, so I don't expect anything fancy. Take the safe, reliable hog molly and help out your last two top 10 picks. With the fifth pick, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavailoa quarterback Alabama. The Dolphins fooled us all. The pre-draft buzz of them preferring Herbert was all nonsense. The Dolphins get the guy they've been eyeing for two years. If Tua isn't ready right away, they go with the ageless wonder, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has proven to be competent. After all the hoopla, Tank for Tua was a success. With the sixth pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. Boom! The first crazy turn of the mock has arrived. Look, I know what you're thinking. Tarod Taylor? Really? Yes, I believe Anthony Lynn when he says he sees Taylor as a starting quarterback. Also, Tom Telesco, the Chargers GM, is known for off-the-wall unexpected picks. Herbert isn't a top-ten talent to me, and the Chargers are wise to go ahead and get a better player. Wirfs had a historic combine performance and could slide in on the left side opposite a free agent signing Brian Balaga. The Chargers traded left tackle Russell Okung, and Balaga hasn't played the left side for most of his career. This move makes too much sense. At number seven, the Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown. Defensive tackle Auburn. New Panthers head coach Matt Rule understands what a penetrating disruptor can do to an offense, and he also knows what a guy like Brown could do for the locker room. Rule is building a culture and a foundation in Carolina, and no better way to do that than to address the trenches. Carolina takes trade costs here as the tackle run has begun, but they ultimately stay put and address the defensive line. With the eighth pick, the Arizona Cardinals select Isaiah Simmons, defensive player, out of Clemson. It has been a common thought in the NFL that defensive-minded coaches want mobile quarterbacks because they know how difficult they are to account for. I'm using a similar thought process here, but I'm expecting an offensive-minded coach like Cliff Kingsbury to see just how difficult a weapon like Simmons can be to deal with. The Cardinals address the linebacker position in free agency. But Simmons isn't just a backer. He plays defense. Simmons can play slot corner, box safety, sub package backer, or edge. He fills multiple needs on the Cardinals defense and will help ASAP. With the ninth pick, we have a trade. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, Georgia. The Bucks are all in now that the GOAT is in the building. Brady may only be around for a year, two at max, and this is the best chance Tampa has had in 20 years to win a chip. The key to this run will be allowing Brady to do what he does best, and to do that, he will need time. Throwing all resources in now is the right move. The Buccaneers trade the 14th, 45th, and 117th pick to secure Thomas. With the 10th pick, the Cleveland Browns select Makai Beckton offensive tackle Louisville. The Browns signed right tackle Jack Conklin to a huge three year deal during free agency, but they can't stop there. This offensive line was abysmal, and one of their starters is facing prison time for drug trafficking, so... Yeah, time to get another tackle. Beckton has the most upside of any tackle in this class. He has monstrous size, length, and rare mobility for a man that size. He also has the most bust potential of the top tackles because of documented weight issues and a flagged drug test at the combine. Maturity questions during uncertain times results in Beckton being the fourth tackle taken off the board, but exactly what the Browns need. At the 11th pick, the New York Jets select Austin Jackson offensive tackle USC. The Jets need a receiver to help Sam Darnold but as is well documented it is a deep class so instead they elect to take a tackle as they are flying off the board. The tackle class is good but after the first eight or so prospects there is a drop in terms of how quickly they can have an impact. Some may consider this a reach but Jackson was a stud and his 2019 season was impacted by a summer surgery where he donated bone marrow to his sister. He's worthy of this spot. With the 12th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Mike Mayock finally gets his number one receiver. Lamb has been compared to DeAndre Hopkins based on his reliable hands and smooth route running. Lamb is a threat after the catch and displays high-level understanding of zone coverage. He will consistently find a way to get open no matter who ends up as Gruden's long-term option at quarterback. We have a trade at the 13th pick with the Atlanta Falcons selecting C.D. DJ e. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. The 49ers have been looking to trade down with one of their first round picks and I believe it is the 13th pick they'd prefer. Atlanta similarly has been sniffing around moving up. Atlanta needs a cornerback badly after letting Desmond Trufant walk and benefit from the tackle run. The Falcons don't have to give up so much and still secure the second-best corner in the draft. Atlanta sends their third-round selection to the 49ers to go up three spots. At 14, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. I feel bad for Judy, but Jags fans have to be elated. Judy is the best receiver in the class by my rankings. He is the most polished route runner that has come into the league in two decades. His fakes have fakes. He would fit perfectly with a big physical vertical threat like DJ Chark and if the Jags do intend to go with Garner Minshew for the record I think Andy Dalton ends up here and starts some games they need to surround him with weapons that can elevate him nice job by the Jags here in the midst of an embarrassing offseason. season the only question is how long until Judy requests a trade At 15, the Denver Broncos select Henry Ruggs, the third wide receiver, Alabama. The Broncos were the subject of trade-up rumors, with most of them focused on a wide receiver. The word on the street is Ruggs is their guy. Well, lucky you, John Elway. Ruggs is getting Tyree kill comps, and while I get the speed, Ruggs isn't physical and can't run a full route tree at this time. He will need to develop into a more versatile receiver, but for now, he can run vertical routes, gadget plays, and screens for the Broncos offense. will need to make things easy for Drew Locke. Vic Fangio knows what that kind of speed can do to break down a defense, and Devron will sprint, I mean, speed dial, to the podium for Rugs. At 16, we have a trade. The New England Patriots select Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Here it is, the big reveal. The Patriots let Tom Brady go, and they also have a ton of picks in the next two drafts. The 49ers repay the favor from the Jimmy G trade and let the Patriots jump up to get their quarterback of the future. Herbert needs to work on his processing time when going through his progressions, but who better to help him learn than Josh McDaniels and the hoodie? Herbert has all the tools you could ever want in a QB. The Patriots trade the 23rd, 87th, and 100th pick to move up seven spots. With the 17th pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Chase Chason, Edge Rusher, LSU. Sean Lee is getting older. Well... He's just old, and the Cowboys need more pass rush opposite DeMarcus Lawrence. How about a two-for-one special? Chason is incredibly versatile. He can rush the passer, defend the run, and drop back in coverage. He is very young and still improving. He can play a hybrid role of off-ball linebacker and edge rusher in passing downs. Allow Mike Nolan to do some creative things on defense. The Cowboys should be thrilled. With the 18th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Houston. The Dolphins got pretty lucky here that most of the tackle-needy teams have already got their guy. Miami needs someone to protect Tua immediately and will likely double down on tackle at some point in the draft. Although Tua is left-handed and Jones is more of a left tackle, you need to get talent. Jones is also ready to start right away and is currently a very solid pass protector. Coming out of the first two picks with a top tackle and a quarterback of the future is a huge win for the Finns. With the 19th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select A.J. Terrell, cornerback, Clemson. Terrell has been one of the better cornerbacks in college football for the last two seasons, but a butt-kicking in the national championship game by talented underclassman wide receiver Jamar Chase hurt his stock. It shouldn't have, as Chase would be wide receiver one even in this talented class. Mayock and Gruden love Clemson corners. Terrell has length and man coverage skills that would fit perfectly in Las Vegas. The Raiders get a great tandem of wide receiver and cornerback in the first round and feel great about their Thursday night. With the 20th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevon Diggs, cornerback... Alabama, Jacksonville missed out on Henderson and went receiver at 14, but the bloodthirst for a corner is quenched here when they take Diggs. The Jags pick up some extra draft ammo at a top receiver and a talented corner. Not bad for a franchise that is currently a laughing stock. Diggs excels at pressing at the line of scrimmage and playing with his eyes on the QB and zone coverage. While he hasn't had much production in terms of ball disruption, Diggs played wide receiver most of his life, so you hope it comes out at some point. Diggs doesn't tackle well, but his size is hard to turn down. This could be Christian Fulton as well. With the 21st pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. This makes too much sense, and honestly, I was afraid of what Philly fans may do if I went anywhere else. Jefferson is a personal draft crush of mine. He can play inside or outside, but should excel in the slot as a possession receiver. The Eagles need somebody that Carson Wentz can rely on. Jefferson is that guy, and they can build their new receiver core around him. With the 22nd pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Christian Fulton, cornerback. LSU. The Vikings have a major need at cornerback after losing Xavier Rhodes and Mackenzie Alexander to free agency. Fulton is a press man corner with great ball disruption skills at the catch point. Mike Zimmer is a fiend for corners and now that he actually needs them, I don't think there is any way they leave the first round without one. With the 23rd pick we have a trade. The Baltimore Ravens move up to select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. This is one of those picks that just feels right. The Saints are rumored to want a linebacker so the Ravens move up and fill one of their only true needs. The Ravens roster is stacked so they can afford to send some extra picks to San Francisco to move up five spots and ensure they get the guy who fits their system best. Baltimore sends the 28th and 92nd pick to move up. With the 24th pick, the New Orleans Saints select Patrick Queen, linebacker LSU. I flip-flopped receiver and linebacker for hours on this one. Ultimately, the Saints decide to take the homegrown Queen who can play right away. Other than late bloomer DeMario Davis, the Saints don't have enough at the second level on defense. Queen fills one of the only holes New Orleans has on their stacked roster. With the 25th pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Ezra Cleveland, offensive tackle, Boise State. Cleveland would be a perfect fit in the zone-based run offense the Vikings want to be. He is athletic enough to slide down the edge on the boot and can get up to the second level quickly in the run game. The Vikings need offensive line help again, and it feels like they always will. Riley Reef can slide to the right side and Cleveland can slide into the left tackle slot or vice versa. Either way, the Vikings address their two immediate needs. They have a ton of capital left and can move up in the second round to secure a receiver. Receivers are dropping in this mock due to the surplus at the position. With the 26th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Xavier McKinney. Safety, Alabama. The Dolphins went offense with their first two picks, so they go defense here. Brian Flores came from New England where they built the defense around their secondary. After paying Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, it appears that that is the plan in Miami as well. The Dolphins currently do not have a matchup safety that they can use all over the field, like we saw Patrick Chung do in New England. McKinney would step in and be that right away. Phil the Minka Fitzpatrick role vacated by last season's trade. With the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Yatur Gros Matos, Edge, Penn State. The Seahawks appear to be out on re-signing Jadavian Clowney and have been linked to Everson Griffin, but even if they sign Griffin, they need more on the Edge. Bruce Irvin is old, and last year's first pick, LJ Collier, appears to be a major bust. Here, the Seahawks get someone they can use inside and out as part of their rush rotation. With the 28th pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Ross Blacklock, defensive tackle TCU. The 49ers accomplished their goal of adding more picks. They started the all-season with five, the draft with six, but through three moves down, have acquired three-thirds and a fourth. So John Lynch feels comfortable finally selecting a player. Blacklock had Achilles surgery in 2018, but bounced back with a solid 2019 season. Blacklock was a tad miscast in college where he was asked to two-gap as a nose tackle. Blacklock projects much easier as a penetrating one-gap tackle in In the NFL. The 49ers restock the draft cupboards and fill the hole left with the trade of DeForest Buckner. With the 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans select Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle, Georgia. I don't like this pick, if I'm honest. It's too rich for Wilson, and the Titans just gave Dennis Kelly a sizable deal to start on the right side. The Titans were one game away from a Super Bowl and need someone who can contribute right away. Corner or receiver or edge would be a more impactful pick, but the smoke is too heavy to ignore. John Robinson's comments Monday about the rarity of quality offensive tackles makes me more certain this is the pick. I'd love to see the Titans trade down if this is the player they want, Brightside, Wilson is a giant of a man and loves to be physical. He does fit perfectly into the Titans' plan on offense. He can sit and refine his technique under Kelly for a season. After all, he is only 20 years old. Old. With the 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor. I think the Packers would have loved to get their hands on Ezra Cleveland, but come out with another prospect that has been heavily linked to them. Mims is a perfect fit with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers loves throwing back shoulder fades and routes outside the hedges, which is exactly where Mims excels. Let Adams win over the middle or in the slot on intermediate routes, and let Mims be your physical deep threat down the field. The only person happier than GM Brian Gutekunst is Denzel Mims, who can be an instant star based on his landing spot. With the 31st pick, we have a trade. The Los Angeles Chargers select Jordan Love Quarterback, Utah State. The Chargers decided to skip on quarterback earlier and jump back into the first round here to get their future gunslinger. Love has immense upside, but shows poor decision making and inconsistent accuracy on tape. The Chargers, as mentioned at pick six, are truly committed to starting Tyrod Taylor for a year. This will take pressure off Love to be ready right away and allow him to develop. Well, at least until the Chargers start losing. The Chargers give up their 37th and 112th pick to move up. With the 32nd pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman, Michigan. The Chiefs currently have Austin Reader at center. This is an area they could stand to improve. Ruiz is a skilled blocker with good mobility and had his most success in college in pass protection. Well, the Chiefs like to pass, and to hit those deep crossers, they need time. Keeping Mahomes healthy and upright should be the number one goal for the time being, and this pick helps them do so. That is going to conclude my Books on Tape version of my 2020 NFL Mock Draft. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please let me know on Twitter, at Titans if you agree, disagree, or what your feelings are on my Mock Draft. Once again, some extra content for you guys on the Locked on Titans podcast channel. I hope you did enjoy. As always, I am your host, Tyler Roland, and this was my Mock Draft.